if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're with Alana and Jade. Hey. And this is episode 26. Today we're talking about Facebook ads, specifically advanced targeting. So if you've already been playing around with Facebook ads, yay, great job, go you. Uh, If you're ready to take your ads to the next step and unlock their potential, then this episode is definitely for you. Get pumped, we're excited. Jade's gonna explain all about it. Yay! (laughs) So advanced targeting for your Facebook ads can be broken down into two sections. First one is custom audiences. What are we looking at here? Yeah, so when you go in to set up your Facebook ad, you still need to choose like your objective, you know, budget, time frame, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the targeting part, so where you would normally go through and um, choose your demographics, you know, your geographical area, age, all that kind of thing, you might put some psychographics in there with interests, etc. Where that little tab is, there's actually another one Um, that says, ooh, use, create new audience. And then once you create a new one, it'll be saved in the other tab, which says saved audiences. So when you go to create a new audience, the two options, there are two options. And the first one, like Lani said, is custom audiences. So custom audiences are basically, the purpose of them is for you to be able to do remarketing. So if you haven't heard that term before, Remarketing is when someone has shown interest in you and then you go and market to them again. Um, it's also called retargeting. Um, there's a couple of other I think names for it, but basically it's rather than just sending out, um, like when you just do a normal Facebook ad, it just goes out to everyone um, that fits that those targeting parameters that you've put in there. Yeah. Or to think about it in a more traditional sense, it's like doing a TV ad and it just broad, broadcasts during Better Homes and Gardens to absolutely everybody who is currently watching Better Homes and Gardens. Um, you know, all five people that actually watch TV these days. Whereas with custom audiences, it means that these people have already interacted with your business in some way. And so then when you are sending ads to them, um, the term is generally like lower hanging fruit. I think that sounds kind of negative. Like I've never, and really like another one is like finding your jam, which still just relates to the lower hanging fruit kind of principle. But it's basically saying, hey, you've shown interest in me before. Therefore, the chances are that you're more likely like if you're already interested in me, then you might be interested in this thing that I'm currently offering. Yeah, it's kind of hoping that they're an easy target than someone that doesn't know your business or what they do. Yeah, so I mean, it's like anything, you know yourself from when you're shopping and whatnot, depending on the um, price and, you know, the um, price point. It's not often that we sort of will just um, see an ad for the first time, whether that's in a newspaper, a billboard or online and go, oh, look, $500 product. Yes, bang, sign me up. Like that's not common. Normally we want to find out about the um, service. We want to find out about the business, establish credibility. We're looking to see if they're a good fit for us. Is this really what suits my needs? And then we might go to that purchase point. So that's the awareness phase. And then moving through to consideration where they're actually thinking about you through to that conversion where they purchase. So 
if someone's already gone through the awareness phase, they already know that your business exists and they've considered you. Um, so for example, this um, might be that they've gone to the services page of your website or they might have actually, um, you know, put some items in the cart on your e-commerce site or they've actually purchased from you, then you can send ads just to those people rather than a blanket broadcast ad to everybody. So it means that your money is actually getting spent with someone who already knows you and has at least considered you, if not already bought from you. Yeah, and that's an easier convert than starting the process from the beginning. Absolutely. And so with um, custom audiences in Facebook ads, or sorry, ads manager, whatever, um, the way to do that is by setting up a Facebook pixel. So a Facebook pixel is just literally a piece of code that you create in your ads manager and then add to your website. We're gonna put the process for how to do that as a link in the show notes because it's something that I find not only can the process change sometimes, but it depends on how someone's page is set up as to how theirs will, uh, how you can set up their pixel and everything too. So there doesn't seem to be, as much as Facebook tries to pretend that there's a one size fits all, <laughs> there really isn't. Yeah, I think um, Business Manager does it slightly different if your page is set up in there, because I noticed one of the pages I looked after was in there and I think it was different to the instructions I had. Again too, if, you minded, like if you're an admin on say your business page, but then you're also an admin on um, your sports club page because you're on the volunteer committee. Then different types of pages yeah exactly so you setting up your facebook pixel correctly um like i said we'll we'll put the link in the show notes because it can be a little bit complicated depending on your setup it's only complicated to find once you've got it and in there oh. like it, the steps to do it is the easy part so it's, yes yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and once you do it you don't have to do it no again. you've got that once code, you do it it's, it's set it's up done. um so what exactly does that code do we've got the code from Facebook and we're going to pop it in somewhere in our website which we'll get the IT person to do or the web developer because again depending on how, what your website platform is like for example we use Squarespace Squarespace we literally, use Squarespace we use Squarespace <laughs> we say that like every episode <laughs> well to clarify things not like, a sponsor <laughs> but like in Squarespace we li there's literally like a little um, when you're setting up there's an actual little field that says your what is your Facebook pixel ID and you just copy and paste the number in there like it, you don't even have to put the code in it does it you know what I mean so it depends on what platform you're on but it is a lot simpler once you know how, how your setup is sort okay. of thing yeah um, but then all that does is that it's a piece of code from Facebook that is placed on your website so that it means that your website can then deliver information back to Facebook so it means that they can talk to each other Sounds stalkerish, but it's really cool <laughs> for marketing. Which is stalkerish. <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, um, you know, we might have it so that you, if someone's um, purchased uh, tickets um, to an event that you're holding, um, it will go through to, so when someone purchases from you, they'll go through to the thank you confirmation page. So you might then do a Facebook ad um, you know, six months after the event or whatever, where anyone who visited that thank you page, which they could only get to once they purchased a ticket, yeah. um, then gets a Facebook ad delivered to them about how um, next year's event um, is coming up soon. And, you know, here's the lineup for what we're thinking of doing. Uh, we wanted to offer you early bird prices. Yeah. So it means that rather than just doing a blanket early bird prices um, ad to everybody, 
or to you know everyone in your um that you want you know in within like a your wider target list or your demographic yeah. it means that you can just go to those ticket purchases um which are the low-hanging fruit we're talking about that easy target mm. because they've done it's business. also building that customer relationship too you might not want to do discounted pricing across the board no. but if someone's bought from you previously then you might want to offer them discounted pricing so that they go again because they're that's starting like you know the foundation of your customer yeah, base they're, culture, they're your community, community yeah you're supporting your community yeah. yeah you so you can also set it up to like your shop your cart page as well so this is something that i've mentioned that i do a little bit for my stalker shopping and getting discounts um is like pop a few things in a cart that i'm wanting and then i'm like mm. Not sure if I want to buy from that supplier. Let me research around and then I get retargeted ads quite often um, from that supplier or from other businesses that are like, okay, they like this item. I'm like obviously falling into some <laughs> demographic that they've set up there. Um, but yeah, so you can use it for different pages. It doesn't just have to be that end process. And you know, you don't have to have an e-commerce site to use this. So like I said, if you know, someone goes to your homepage and they click off from there, then chances are, yes, they're aware of you, but they might not be that interested. However, if someone has gone through to read your About Us page or your services page or looked at your portfolio um, or even potentially like you might have a blog or a case study or something that's its own page. So you might have um you know, a case study that is about a, a new home that you're building or something, then you could target just the people who went to that particular page with, hey, here's our new home loan campaign, um, you know, rah, rah, rah. So again, it's not that, that other people won't be interested in it, but it's one of those things that um, digital marketing allows you to get really targeted so that when you're spending money, rather than, you know, a radio ad or a TV ad where it's just a, a complete catch-all and we kind of make our best guess as to the demographics of who's watching or listening at a particular time, the, you know, if someone's gone to the new home case study page on your website chances are they're pretty freaking interested in new homes. So when you spend advertising dollars to just reach them, you might still do blanket approaches. Like I wouldn't rule that out, but in conjunction with that, I would definitely be using these kind of targeted methods because chances are you're going to get a better return on your investment. Awesome. So in addition to remarketing, we've also got Facebook sources. So can you explain what that means? Oh, yes. So it's still remarketing, but the first way we do it is through our website, but then we can also do it through Facebook sources. So we can remarket to people who've interacted with us on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So for example, it could be that you have created, um, initially you might do an awareness, like um, choose a, uh, an ad objective that is about awareness or reach. So you're just trying to reach as many people as possible that still fit in with a particular demographic, etc. But it's et that blanket approach. It is the with. blanket approach. And then you might go, okay, the people who saw that ad. Yeah. I now want to send another ad to them and this one is actually explaining, has a case study or a testimonial or explains, so now that they're aware of me, I want to give them a little bit of food for thought to actually consider me, give them a few more reasons and then from, from, though, from that ad set or that audience, you can then retarget them again with a conversion one. Yes. So it could be, so you're, you're basically doing your sales funnel completely within Ads Manager where people who are aware of you 
and it goes, okay, you know, I paid $100 and I reached 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so rather than doing a blanket thing about how, like, client testimonials, I'm going to send that directly just to those 1,000 people and then 600 of them saw that and or 600 interacted or whatever your parameters that you want to put on it are. I'm now going to say to them, hey, I've got, um, I've just launched this product. I've got this service available. You know, here's something you might be interested in. Contact us to find out more, whatever that kind of conversion process is for you. Yeah, so that sales push, I guess. Yeah, from start to finish. And that might sound like a lot of work or like setting up a lot of ads, but if you think about your budget compared to how much you would spend on a billboard that was up for a month, that is just that blanket approach without that funnel happening, it's going to be better bang for buck as far as who you're actually talking to. You've got those stats and you can see, okay, this many people have looked at it or engaged with it. I'm going to try and continue that conversation rather than just go that, you know, Joe Blow or driving to work every day has driven past that billboard six times. But and I it's haven't the had same a message call. over and over again. And yeah. it's not like you, you don't want to put too much in one ad either. Yeah. So, you know, rather than them just seeing that one billboard where you're trying to build awareness and consideration and get them to convert all in one go. That's a lot to expect from one sign. Yeah, exactly. Whereas using this kind of strategy allows you to do it bit by bit with that audience, allows you to grow that relationship with them. And again, yeah, you like in a regional area, you might be paying four grand a month for a billboard ad. Like if you were to do that on Facebook ads using a strategy like Holy this, hell. you'd get a lot more conversions, <laughs> I, I would Make imagine. sure you've hired some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't think that any marketing activity operates in a vacuum. Definitely not. I think it's all about multiple touch points because it's not, again, it's not like we just see one ad and we're like, yep, signing up to that. Well, I mean, I do sometimes for some things, but I'm impulsive. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of the time people do what still react to those multiple touch points. So it might be, oh, yeah, I, you know, I saw a digital billboard about this and then I was on socials and something came up and I was talking to a friend and they heard it on the radio. And, you know, like that's how those when people start discussing, that's also part of the consideration process. Absolutely. And quite often you'll it'll be really subconscious. You won't even realize that you've seen three or four ads and you know until you're like oh I've recognized them I've seen them I know what they do but you're like I can't remember where I saw it and again going back to our billboard example like that's one of the things where people like I put up a billboard and I didn't get any return from it like I didn't get any sales and stuff go back and look at our marketing campaign basics episode (laughs) listen to that pair it with other activities absolutely because that's the thing just getting one message in one channel who acts on that? Yeah. You know, like we, we don't, we look around, we search. So if you've got that billboard, then maybe you also need to be doing some, um, you know, paid digital ads. Maybe you need to be improving the SEO on your website to make sure that if they are looking at things that then Googling, they're finding you like nothing is standalone. Yeah. I find. Absolutely. Um, and so then the last thing that you can do in custom audiences, uh, well, like the third kind of main category for a custom audience is your actual, um, uploading an email database as well. So obviously, you know, the most common example of this would be that you have a customer database. So people who've actually purchased from you, you can upload that to, um, your ads manager and then Facebook will go through and it will match 
if they're, the email address that you have for them is the same as the email address they use for their profile, it will match them and create an audience for you based on that email database. So, yeah, so I was thinking about that. That might, you might struggle with getting a lot out of, like if you've got an email database of a thousand people, but most of them are business, their work emails, mostly we use our personal email on Facebook. So you'll lose some of the audience there, but still, if you've got retained 50%, that's and it depends on what kind of um, audience that you do appeal to as well. So, for example, we've got a client who they have, um, they're a, a, a B2, like they're retail, so they're mm-hmm. B2C, but they have a commercial arm. And so um, well, we were like, okay, we'll put it up. It, they'll probably have business email addresses. We don't know, but they were actually all tradies uh, and <laughs> they yeah. used like their own email addresses and stuff sort of thing. So we could built quite a significant database in Facebook based on their email list. So it's definitely worth having a crack. Absolutely. And if you've just got quite a refined email database, then that marketing budget for that ad is really going to hit home with those people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, too, if if you're venturing into e-commerce and stuff like that, um, I find like for our e-commerce products, People don't actually seem to be using their business email for stuff. They're Mm. using their personal email to sign up for our courses and and those kind of things. Um, So I guess because they want to access the information from home as well, not just at work. So we actually, you know, if we wanted to, we could use a database of those. So, yeah, so they're the three different kind of categories for custom audiences. Then the other one is lookalike. Lookalike what? (laughs) (laughs) what are we supposed to look like look like our audiences so a lookalike audience is basically saying to facebook i want you to go and find other users who are similar to these users so So, jade mccauley always buys from us we want more jade mccauley basically so i get yeah the customer database is a really good example of this where if you upload your customer database you might use it to remarket to your customer database or you could upload your customer database and then say to Facebook, find me more profiles for people who match these ones. So these are people who've already know, like, trust and have bought from you and you're basically saying, I want to find more people like them. And you can do degrees of separation as well. So if you say to Facebook, I only want like 1% worth of differences, you're going to get people who are very, very similar to the ones who have bought from you and it goes up to like a 10%. So if you do want to make it a bit broader, yeah. you can as well. But we're all individual snowflakes. How can we just so slotted into boxes like we, There's not anything like trends or anything like that <laughs> that we can use. Um, so a, a kind of practical example for this might be, um, say you're based in Mackay and you have bought a business in Townsville and you're wanting to sort of establish your presence there. Um, then you might grab the um, customer database, upload that and say, I want Facebook, I want you to find profiles like this in the Townsville region. So you you know, so if you want to branch into that new um, geographical area, you can find your people like your Mackay customers, but in Townsville. So um, again, if you know, if, 
could just be that you're broadly looking for more customers. So it might just be that you've launched something new and you want to get it out there to a broader audience. Well, not necessarily something new, just that you're doing a push on a particular product or service. You want more customers. But again, like I said, from a practicality point of view, that's a, if you're launching a business in a new area, that's a really useful way um, to make use of a lookalike audience. All right, so that's all the tips we've got for you today. Go out and play with Facebook ads. You can't really break them. Use low budgets while you're testing the waters if you're not sure on what you're doing. And then just re review the results. Have a look and see how it's actually gone. Yeah, so for example, yeah, I think if you were first getting into doing this advanced targeting, I would start with your email database because that's one where there are people who already know you and have heard of you. So you don't have to do, like I was saying, that three ad strategy before I anything like that. I love that though. That's awesome. Oh, if you're keen for it, fucking get into it, man. But like if you're just wanting to just dip your toe in the water, yeah. upload your current customer database and then add it as one of your marketing touch points. So if you're going to be um, send, you know, if you're doing a particular campaign and you're sending it out to them on email, then, you know, a couple of days later or whatever, you might start, start your Facebook ad campaign that runs for two weeks and is targeting just those people from your email database. So, you know, when you think about your customer base, apart from email or phone call, there's really no other way to access just those people. You know what I mean? Like if you do a press ad, if you if you do um, TV, if you... Billboard or your regular posting, there's no guarantee that you're going to be talking to those same people. Just those same people. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if you do an ad, Facebook ad that is just targeted at them, it gives you a second touch point, um, you know, digitally for just being able to reach the people that you want to. And again, when we talk about return on investment, etc., like it could be that, I mean, generally it's said that it's um, costs less to retain a current client than to find new clients all the time. So you might find that your ad spend when you're doing those bigger, broader, generic campaigns is, you know, could be, you might need to spend a lot of money to sort of get the same results, whereas you might be spending, you know, half the money to market to these people who've already purchased from you before. So it, it does, it takes a little bit more effort. It's an extra couple of steps but it might do like significant impact on your results. Absolutely. Have a play, enjoy. If you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear it. So make sure you hit us up on the socials or send us an email. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.